Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. This is my last day at Marketplace. After almost 11 years, first as the overnight host and now on this show, I believe I've worked here long enough to understand this place. And I can honestly say that never has economic news been more toxic. Marketplace is supported by Delta Airlines, featuring economy comfort seats with added legroom on select international flights. Tickets available at Delta.com. Delta, keep climbing. And by FreshBooks, an online invoicing service for small businesses designed to help save time, get paid fast, and make invoicing easy. More at FreshBooks.com. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdahl. Good to have you here on this Wednesday, everybody. It's the 14th of March. And first of all, I'm kidding. Not leaving. Come on, really? Second of all, if I were, though, what a way to go out. A guy named Greg Smith, who until today worked at Goldman Sachs, did the print equivalent of the same thing this morning, quit very publicly, blasting his former employer in the process. In an op-ed in the New York Times, Smith said, among other things, that Goldman is toxic and destructive, that it puts profits ahead of clients. You get the picture. Pretty much burned those bridges right down. We're going to take a minute now and dissect what Smith said and how true it might or might not be with Barry Ritholtz. He's the CEO at Fusion IQ. It's a research firm in New York City. Also, Josh Brown of Fusion Analytics. He's a regular on our morning show. Guys, it's good to have you with us. Thanks for having us. Thank you. So, Josh, I heard you on the morning report this morning with Jeremy Hobson uh, talking about this thing. And you basically said, you know what? This is the Wall Street culture. Get over it. Uh, Really? Uh, Yeah, really. Well, I think the the op-ed itself was a little bit inflamed and and overly dramatic. I think the vast majority of people that work at Goldman Sachs are good people who are trying to do the best they can. It's not necessarily a culture where they want to rip everyone's throats out. Barry, what's your sense? Uh, I take a little longer view and and remember the days when, first of all, it's not just Goldman Sachs. It's Goldman, Mm -hmm. it's Merrill, it's Morgan, UBS. It's all the big shops. And second, the change that really dramatically altered the culture's took place when they went from partnerships to publicly traded companies. And once you're a public firm, well, guess what? The number for the quarter drives everything else into a secondary position. Got to make your revenue numbers. Got to hit your earnings. Go, go, go. Whatever you got to do. And that's how you end up with a culture that places a high value on ripping the client's eyeballs out. Josh Brown, let me let me pick up on that, not that image, but that idea. Isn't it in a firm's best interest to take care of its clients? And, and doesn't that give lie to the whole Goldman ethos? Yes, and I think it's, it's important that we don't talk about Goldman like it's a monolithic f- firm right. and they're only in one line of business. Right. It's not like Ford where they just make cars. Goldman's got areas of the business where it's very important that they execute and take care of their clients. But then there are other parts of the firm where they're moving and shaking with assets that are going from one balance sheet to the next, and they're trading as a principal against their actual clients. Yeah. Josh, let me ask you to, to, to give Barry a poke in the eye here for a second and ask you if what he's saying isn't a little bit of false romanticism, right? He wrote this morning about how, you know, these guys used to tell great stories and it's camaraderie and mentoring and, right. and taking care of each other. Well, I still think that exists today. I think that... You had a culture where there was a lot more training and mentorship, but even still, that mentoring was mentoring people to come in to their own and become killers. There's a whole lot of I'm shocked, shocked 
to find out this happens on Wall Street in the press today. None of this is new, man. I mean, you go back to Michael Lewis and Solomon Brothers and you're so stupid you could be a client. I mean, that's, this has been around that's forever. That's the point that I'm trying to make. It's it's not like Wall Street was, was the Girl Scouts and then all of a sudden a, a, a switch was flipped. You can go back even further than Michael Lewis in the 80s and the 70s. You can go back 100 some odd years. Anyone could get fleeced at any time. So to say that all of a sudden the culture's changed is a little bit naive and a little bit childish. And that's the part of uh, Greg Smith's op-ed that I took exception with. Barry, you know, the regular person on the street who is three years out of a financial crisis that almost sank the whole economy and will read probably the first two paragraphs of Greg Smith's op-ed, if that, what are they supposed to make of Wall Street now? Well, you know, it's funny because I've been a vociferous critic of Wall Street and Mm. I find myself in the unusual situation of defending some of what the street does that that's right. And, you know, if we're going to use Goldman as an example, they used to call it we're